Christians. Today we're going to talk about rule of life, uh, what it is, why we, we believe it necessary, and uh, how, to, how to go about practicing that. So feel free to join us upstairs um, after the sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. In various venues this Lent, I've been highlighting a basic pattern of how we are transformed into the image of Christ through the practice of spiritual disciplines. The disciplines, the basic disciplines outlined in Matthew chapter 6. First, fasting helps to detach us from sin and sinful patterns of behavior. Second, prayer replaces what is removed by fasting with God's grace and God's presence. Third, almsgiving, which includes good works that are motivated by love or agape, are the outward and visible expression of that new life we receive through prayer. Fasting makes room for God's grace and presence, which are shown forth in our lives through the practice of love and virtue. The Lenten Gospels present transformation in a kind of weekly progression. The themes of the Gospels grow as we go through Lent. On the first Sunday in Lent, Jesus defeated the devil in the wilderness. On the second Sunday in Lent, Jesus applied that victory to us. He freed the daughter of a Canaanite woman from demonic harassment. And this illustrates how his power over evil is exercised in our lives by freeing us from the power of the evil one. Today, the third Sunday in Lent raises the question, what comes next? The demon is gone, but what will take its place? Will it be a new measure of the Holy Spirit? Or will that void be replaced by seven other spirits more wicked than our former attachments so that our last state is worse than our first? Nature abhors a vacuum. The closet that we clean out, we remove the old junk, must be replaced with new stuff in some order, and that order must be maintained by some kind of pattern, or else new junk will replace the old junk. Soil that is weeded and conditioned must receive a new plant, and that new plant must be uh, nurtured with sunlight and water, or else that cultivated soil will once again harden and grow weeds. The process of spiritual renewal is not completed until the space, the interior space prepared by fasting and confession, is filled by God's presence and grace through prayer. And until God's presence in us is manifested outwardly in holy behavior and good works motivated by love. As it's very important to remember that the goal of fasting is not fasting. 
The goal of fasting is union with God and new behavior. The goal of our personal transformations can be identified through the fast itself. If we are attached to something and we chose to give that up for Lent, that should be the basic framework for Lent. What are we to attach to? We gave it up. That something most likely fills some form of need in our lives. We have some pain, anxiety, or fear, and we turn to our appetites to help us manage that pain because we don't want to face the pain head on. Typically, we try to solve our emotional, personal, and spiritual problems with physical habits. But of course, this does not work. The habits provide a kind of short-term relief, but over the long run, they just add another form of suffering, and now we have two problems. However, bad habits are convenient because they allow us to pretend that the physical problem, the symptom, is the real problem and thus help us to avoid what is really going on within us. Our real inner needs are relational. They are rooted in the alienation from God that we experience on account of sin. We are made in God's Trinitarian image, which means that we are made to be connected with others. Our disconnection from God leads us to disconnection from other people because our relationships come to be rooted in our needs rather than in God's love. We must first reconnect with God before we can reconnect with others in healthy ways. Once we reconnect with God, we can share with others in relationships our experience of God's love rather than just turning to others to fill our needs. This requires a change in our habits and patterns. And this is the aim of the fast. As we practice turning away from our comforts and practice turning towards God in prayer instead, we face our real pain. And we discover that Christ and his cross is the real answer. This can be painful. When we give up our painkillers, we must experience more fully our real pain. But when we allow Christ to come into our pain and unite our pain with his cross, our pain becomes good and redemptive. It becomes the pain of birth rather than the pain of death because it produces new life within us through the Holy Spirit. This interior work is manifested then outwardly in good works and renewed relationships. Because we have experienced God's love and healing in Christ, we can now begin to love other people in Christ. This transformation is a result of a process of formation and learning. Scientists have discovered that our brains are, in fact, reprogrammable. They speak of neuroplasticity, 
the brain's ability to be rewired. Bad habits and addictions are responses to pain and anxiety. They become fixed in our brains as we practice these patterns again and again over time. These patterns can only be changed by the long-term purposeful practice of new patterns, which can actually change the wiring in our brains. This is why spiritual disciplines and liturgies are so central to our spiritual formation. We have to practice new patterns of behavior over long periods of time in order for them to become deeply rooted habits. A subjective religion that is based purely on good feelings cannot change our behavior that much. What it can do is punctuate our same old patterns with periodic good experiences. The purpose of Lent in particular and spiritual disciplines in general is to translate our union with God into habitually faithful behaviors. These habitually faithful behaviors replace the disordered patterns in which we are stuck because of sin. This is how Christ sets us free. It only happens because of God's grace, because God lives within us through his Holy Spirit. But it takes a lot of work, and we must be willing to do that work if we really want to change. Our epistle tells us to, quote, walk in love as Christ also has loved us. We can only walk in love because Christ has loved us. Christ's love for us gives us the power to live in love in new ways. But to experience this power, we must practice living in new ways. And the very word walk suggests this, to walk in love. You walk by putting one foot in front of another, then the other foot in front of that foot. By focusing on what behavior looks like in the next step, the ethereal concept of love becomes a personal and practical challenge. Christ has loved us on the cross. We experience that love through prayer. Now, what is my next step in that life of love? Lent is not about fasting. Lent is about God's love. Fasting makes room for the experience of God's love through prayer, which leads to new daily behaviors, which become fixed habits and virtues as we practice them over long periods of time. Thus, on the third Sunday in Lent, we, we change the question. It is not, what did you give up for Lent? But, what are you putting in its place? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.